PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? This is your best of for March 2023. That's right, Cinema Crespediso. Best of... Is it really the best stuff? I don't know if it's the best. It's really just sort of like the main the main reviews, but no news and no other emails and the fun stuff. You want to hear the full episodes, patreon.com slash Crespediso. Go there to sign up today for the full access, full shows. You get to hear everything as it comes out brand new. You get to hear the bonus episodes that come out every Friday. It's a great time. Uh, we definitely suggest you sign up because, uh, frankly... Uh, growth has been quite stagnant for a while and I know people out there are listening because I see the numbers people are downloading our best ofs you're hearing them you want to know what we're talking about why don't you sign up for the show one dollar a month gets you access to everything and it boosts my ego a little bit don't you want to boost my ego give me a break fellas and lady fellas oh boy uh, what are you going to hear in this episode? Most likely you'll be hearing our reviews of Creed 3. We'll be talking about Creed 3 as well as uh, we'll be talking about um, The Last of Us and Mandalorian here and there. Uh, maybe I'll throw in my reviews of Women Talking and The Fablemans and Triangle of Sadness because I was leading up to the Oscars. And then we also have our review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which is really my review. Me just telling Drew about Shazam! of the gods and also the last of us season finale you talk about that and also you hear our john wick 4 review quite a bit quite a bit in this best of you want to hear more patreon.com slash so sign up help us out anywhere from one to five dollars a month gets you access to everything what's the difference is there a difference well the difference is if you're paying a dollar you get access that's cool if you're paying three dollars then i know you 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 know actually kind of like us and and we definitely appreciate that. If you're paying $5, 4 or $5, that means you are really helping us out. You're an actual, actual full-on supporter, executive producer of the show. You're helping us uh, exist, and we appreciate that. So patreon.com slash So Sign up today. Here is your best of for March 2023. Bye-bye. I do want to talk about movies, though. Okay. This, for me, still, despite the amount of work that goes into it, I don't see this. I, I actually enjoy this. I enjoy talking about Creed 3. Twa. Twa. Creed Twa. They should have called it Creed Twa. <laughs> Missed the opportunity right there. debut. Of, of, of Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Creed Twa. It's like this premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Out of competition, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, Creed Trois, directorial debut, Michael B. Jordan, starring him and Jonathan Majors, Tessa Thompson coming back, barely a mention of Rocky, Stallone and nowhere to be seen, they don't even say where he is, he's nope. just like a, an ignored part of this world, Yes, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. weirder than just like, just kill the character, off screen. Is this a spoiler alert? I don't know. Maybe I'm helping people out but go, have, going into this knowing. But then you'd have to give Sly a paycheck for being in the movie even though he's dead. No, no. You, you, don't, you don't have to even show a picture of him. The, the, the casket. <laughs> Just a casket. He's at, he's at his, he's standing at the grave site and says Rocky Balboa. And it's next to Adrian. And it goes, da-na-na-na-na. <laughs> and he's like, Rock, you know, it's been a year since all, you know, <laughs> since the cancer came back. And you're like, oh, not even that. Nope. Not even that. I find that very interesting. No. I thought it's Creed's ball instead. 
With the weapon? He's balling. He is balling. Dude. the Hollywood Hills. Dude. So time jump, I guess, from the Creeds. He's had a whole career. 26 and 1 is his record. The one loss coming from the first Creed. And uh, he's like maintained his championship. It's amazing, amazing home in the hills. Uh, he's got all these belts. He's movie opens with him retiring. It's Rocky three. Because Rocky three, he's like, I'm going to retire. And then Clubber Lang's like, fight me, fool. He's like, okay, I'll fight you. And then he loses. So it's not exactly that plot line, but it's, you know. Um, so what do you think of it? I mean, Jonathan Majors is a fucking beast. He, he, he's a physically go- and emotionally. I feel he, like this guy he, can do it all. He, he's a goddamn monster. Yeah, he, um, he, he's physically scary, but um, I, in this movie, even emotionally unpredictable in ways, which is very fascinating. W- with him as big as he is, mm. I kind of, I kind of want to see Jonathan Majors do like a Mike Tyson movie. Oh sure, like, yeah, like, like a real one. Yeah, like a a, a, a straight up biopic of yeah. Um, yeah, like Will Smith did with the uh, Ali. Uh huh. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean. He's doing that bodybuilder movie that's coming out, so like he's in this right now in this pocket of doing very physical performances. He is thirty three. Has what maybe ten, fifteen years of this, you know, before it starts getting harder and harder. Paul Paul Rudd and speaking of John the Majors, Paul Rudd in the news a lot, not a lot, but he was did some interviews for Ant Man, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh my God, it was so hard for me to get back into Ant Man shape." And Ant Man shape ain't even like Captain America shape. No, you I mean, know? dude, I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, Chris Hemsworth said the same thing about his last Thor run. He was like, oh, oh, "Fuck, this got really hard. <laughs> this got really hard." Uh, he's younger than Rudd. Rudd's in his fifties, and Rudd did a movie right before that, or a series maybe, where he put on weight. Okay. So he was doing the Christian Bale. Yeah, I'm gonna do Vice, and then I'm gonna do Batman. Like you're gonna kill yourself. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're right. I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna die. Um, he said it was really, really hard. And then I saw an interview with him on to tie it all back to this on Kimmel Fallon, one of those Jimmys. And they broke out the men's health issue. They did a dual issue promoting Ant-Man. So the one there was a cover of Paul Rudd and one there was a cover of Jonathan Majors. Like, hey, let's look at these side by side. Let's see how you're... <laughs> and Paul would say, yeah, they're pretty much the same. And like him is like, he's chilling by a wall with a t-shirt. And then Jonathan Majors like shirtless arms. <laughs> like, just looking ridiculous. He's, he's a fucking beast. He's crazy. He's, he's, a, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. And he physically looks great in this movie. He's scary. He's very he's scary. He's scary. Believable as, a, as an athlete, as a world-class athlete believable as a man who just got out of prison but believable as a man with a, a dark past who decides to deal with everything with violence Very, I mean, <laughs> that's how he's gotten there that's that's far in his life it's probably with violence right he's great he's great in it and michael b jordan is also very good because i mean he's he's, he's adonis creed it's his role you know it, it's his he is his third movie with this character now, so it's like okay, it's almost just a familiarity thing. Tessa Thompson, same yeah. thing. It's like oh, Bianca is back. She's now mm-hmm. a little producer. Yeah, not a producer. They got a deaf kid. Okay, so I do like that. I like that they. She has progressive hearing loss, so I like that they've kept that up as you know, uh, a tie through logically yeah. right. And then they have a deaf kid, so a lot of a lot of signing in this movie, which is very interesting. I like this style of the subtitles I'm, i am fascinated by when what choices movies make with their subtitles and when movies do choose to be stylish with it mm-hmm. i like how the subtitles they were colored based on the clothes that the character was wearing so yeah. it was the girl and she was wearing an orange shirt they were like orange tinged I was, I was like this is a fucking choice yeah this movie is full of stylish choices well i mean that 
fucking crouching tiger scene in the middle of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> the final fight has a very interesting, it's the most, oh man, how do it's you want artsy. to put it? It's the most artsy. It's fucking artsy, it's dude. A, it's the artsiest, like, interpretive style uh, of a boxing match in any of these Rocky or Creed movies, for oh. sure. All the other fights are very, they show them pretty straightforward in montage form. They're telling story. Oh. This one, well, this one between ju- just between the fun fight choreography and the camera angles that these guys have come up with is in, in this trio of movies. Yes, yeah. for filming boxing. Yeah, like that in itself it just brings it. Like the boxing scenes in these, the quote unquote action scenes in these movies yes. are bar none, hands down, like the best. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> they're, they're they're incredible looking. Uh, each, you know, honestly, can't remember much of Creed too, but Creed, which I rewatched, I'll talk about that in a second. Creed and this movie both have very, they have takes on each boxing match, and it's either whether we're going to show how Creed focuses on people's weaknesses and how he comes up with the ideas, and and it's almost like a Sherlock Holmes, yeah, <laughs> pit fighting, uh-huh. and, yeah, you know Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then like uh, Jonathan Majors, now he's a dirty fighter, and and showing all the all his tricks, tricks in slow motion. Did you notice there was in, in the last fight the. the I felt it was a very strong Dragon Ball Z moment with, with the getting punched oh, in yeah. the stomach. Oh! Yeah, how slow it is and the close-up of it, like his face. Oh, well, that and the and close-up the, of his back with the, just a little bump coming to show yeah. that the fist is the, coming the force, through. The force of the punch yeah. and the, oh, yeah, and no, the yeah, water yeah, coming yeah, off that, his that, back. That's, yeah. Fully Dragon Ball Z. Marco B. Jordan has said in previous interviews how, for Creed 2, he talked about how he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan and how he worked in a moment in that movie that's like a Gohan moment where yeah. he falls down to the ground during training and he forces himself back up. And he's like, that's Dragon Ball Z straight up. I, I know that, that's what oh, he did in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's great. Maybe he should just make a fucking anime movie. A live action. I'm okay with that. If, if, if he's going to bring this much style to something and, you know... Uh, because that's another thing. I feel like maybe this movie is just a little too stylish and maybe could have worked on the screenplay a little bit more. I mean, yes. Agreed. It, it's like there's, I don't know. It's almost like it's two movies squeezed into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's, it's a two-hour film. It felt rushed. The final fight felt rushed. Oh, yeah. Right? Usually this, this final fight is going to be a longer fight and you expect them to be telling a story within the fight. One guy's winning, one guy's losing. There's got to be some sort of comeback. Some sort of drama's got to happen with maybe, oh, I'm expecting a lot of dirty fighting or whatever. Uh, and it's weird how it's like there's two rounds, pretty straightforward, artsy-fartsy, <laughs> like sequence. Like said, crouching Tiger yeah, when Crouching Tiger, Marissa said Quantum Realm, yeah. both very valid. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. yes, this is weird. Yeah, it was a battle of the, of the minds, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, a hero. We, they might as well just been standing there in the ring for an hour yeah, fighting in their minds, and it, the people in the car are like, what the fuck is what no, these guys doing? Yeah, yeah. They're fighting in their minds. No, no. They're the greatest fighters in the world. Right They're fighting in their minds. Everyone's like, oh, okay. They're just in the ring. Um, weird artsy fartsy sequence, and then it, and then it comes out, you know. In a, in All a of a sudden, round eleven. Yes, and round eleven. I was like, what? What about the fight? <laughs> that's uh, I agree. it. I that agree. was. I was like, that's strange. That was the fight, Chris. That was the fight. I was like, that's interesting. Um, I like the movie. It was fine. I think it's. I think it was fine. One eye, it's a solid, solid fine. It's a solid fine. It's a fine. It is, man, or is it good? It, it is someone. I mean, mm. I, I think it would have been better if an actual director had directed it. 
someone with more experience. It seems an actual I mean, filmmaker experience. Obviously, Michael B. Jordan has plenty of filmmaking experience. He's done a lot of work with Ryan Coogler. He's worked with Coogler. Yeah, he's, worked, he's worked with a lot of great directors. He's you know he's obviously learned something from him. Sure, but I don't. I don't think he is fully formed as a director yet. Yes. Yeah, there's something missing here. Um, I, 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 I do and it's, think... not, it's not inspiration. He's not lacking inspiration. He, ha- he has the inspiration. Yeah. He, he wants to do this. That's fair. I think it's just... He has room to grow. It's, it, it, it seems like he was almost like using a template. Yes. Well, you know what, you know what this is... Actually, you know what I'm thinking of right now? It's a lot like the Rocky movies... Where Rocky two, three, four, six, so yeah, so four of the six are directed by Sylvester Stallone, and they're all okay. <laughs> they're all different degrees of okay, okay. They're, none of them are Rocky, mm-hmm. which was directed by John G. Alvinson, a, a longtime director, a great director. Um, and this song's like, hey, I can do, I can do a Rocky movie, and then it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, but they're good. Um, it's not Rocky. Um, I think Coogler is a real ass director. Mm-hmm. He's like, he is legit, and and uh, Michael B. Jordan is like, maybe he's gonna be like a Sloan where yeah, he can make a movie competently. You know, give him give him a good screenplay. He'll make a good movie. Give him a, a weak screenplay. He's gonna he, make a weak movie because he won't be able to overcome those those challenges. No. And I feel like this movie, there's things I feel, missing. I feel he, like it's the same thing. Yeah, he just didn't recognize maybe what was missing. Or maybe he thought this would work, and then at the end, it's like, yeah, it's still it's not coming together fully. Uh, I think like Ant Man, Jonathan Majors is uh, carrying a lot of the film on his big broad shoulders. <laughs> yeah. That's- Giant muscular Those shoulders. Giant shoulders, but that, <laughs> that he's like. There's scenes where he's just like looking around, like uh, like a scared boy on his face. You know, it's the, the no, he, what he's playing. He does um, it. It's incredible. Um, he's yeah. he's great. Yeah, movie's fine. I'm gonna agree. It's no, okay. yeah. Creed is fine. No. Uh, maybe better than Creed too, because I can't remember Creed two. No. Uh, Although anytime I see Jonathan Majors with a with a skull cap on, all I can think of is the last black man in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Like, is that his look? <laughs> he just brought that look to the movie because he wears it a lot. But that's a very specific role. That's I a very know. specific character. I know. He's such a fascinating guy. He's so good in that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, great. he's great in everything, right? I mean, I, dude, ever since I saw... That everything. was the first time I ever saw him in a movie. And I was like, okay, so but, who are these new guys? I think it's the first time we noticed him because yeah. he's in Hostiles. Oh, okay. He, he, he's like, he dies. He's one of the many people who die in that while Christian okay. Bale cries. Yes. <laughs> of, he's like, I'm sorry for killing so many Indians. Yeah, and, and Christian Bale's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Blubbering. Um, I did rewatch Creed the night before on Friday night, mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen the movie multiple times now. And, and rewatching it this time, it's just like I don't know. I think that I think that is an incredible film, and maybe I almost did myself a disservice by watching that and then watching Creed three, um, because it could it wouldn't be able to compare it to it. Mm-hmm. It's just Creed is so good. And then I was like, am I gonna watch Creed two? It's there on HBO. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna. Why am I going to take a step down after this incredible experience of rewatching this amazing movie? That is so good. Uh, but then that thing happened like in Creed 3 where they flash back to a moment in Creed. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was an amazing moment in a better movie. Never, never do that. Don't flash back to your better movies. Um, anyway, so Creed 3, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, 
Anyway, that's the kind of stuff that people tune to Cinema Crespity so for. For awards, uh, sex toy talk. Awards as sex toy talk. This segment brought to you by Fairville and Ron's <laughs> Trophy Shop on, on Orange Avenue in downtown Orlando. Hook up with Ron. He'll give you what you need. He said to say it like that. Okay. He's a weird guy. Tro- trophy Ron. They call him Trophy Ron. That's his name weirder. His name is James. But, the, yeah. but he was like, my name's James. Some people call me Jimmy. You can call me Trophy Ron. I was like, oh, what? All right, Trophy Ron. <laughs> uh, show me what you got. <laughs> um, didn't go to the movies this weekend. Uh, well, you didn't, you didn't want to see Scream six, Four in theater. Six, scream Six. Four. Six. Wait, but but it's, v- but it's IV. VI. <laughs> <laughs> you looked Wait, at it. What? You, looked at, you, were, you were clearly looking at a poster in the mirror, is what happened. <laughs> I don't know how many screams there are. <laughs> well, now there are six of them. Okay. And based on the fact that this one had the best opening weekend for any Scream movie. Really? Yes. You got ready for Scream VII. Yeah, isn't that crazy? $44.5 million is a series best. Screamy. Yeah, it's the screamiest. And then they're the spinoff Scream, Screamer, Screamist. <laughs> Screamy, this one's so screamy. That's the porn one, obviously. Mm-hmm. I like my movies screamy. Mm-hmm. Um, six and Stolen came out at number one this weekend at the box office. It looks like yeah. uh, R-rated film, sixty-seven million dollars worldwide, which is impressive because it's a horror film. Yeah. Cost thirty-three million to make. Good for them. Was it actually well reviewed though? Are any of these? They're kind of stupid. <laughs> some of well, them. Well, I mean, like the first one was people. The first one is like well, well, because the first one was like so a, unique because it was a satire yep. slash like very of the time, very slash, very cynical, winky, sarcastic slasher movie. We're gonna point out all the tropes and then subvert them, invert them, all the you know all the things that you now expect. Yeah. Of a screen movie and other movies that have since, you know, taken that approach to, to genre films. I mean, yeah. Without, without Scream, there would be no Cabin in the Woods. Correct. Same. Cut from the same cloth. Cabin in the Woods is so much better than that. Oh, yeah, sure. No, I love Cabin in the Woods. Um, let me see. So I was, I was, what was I going to look up in terms of Scream? I was looking up the... Uh, I already forgot. Who cares? Who gives a shit? There's so many of these things. They make so much money. Good for them. Uh... And then uh, the other, oh, I was looking, I was looking, like that's Rotten Tomatoes score actually. The um, sixty-five did not get good. That sounds about right. I the, mean, it's a horror movie. Yeah, si- like it or you know, sixty-five. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the movie sixty-five. Oh, terrible title. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the future past. Terrible title, future past. Uh, I love the concept. The trailer looked fun, and then the reviews came out, and everyone was like, "It's just, bleh. It's, like it's, not, <laughs> it's not fun. It's not so bad that it's watchable. It's a waste of a premise, and it's like everyone's sleepwalking through it. Scream Six has a seventy-five percent. Okay. Yeah, and sixty-five has a thirty-five percent. That's like no, I'm not. Well, I'll stream that shit. Maybe. I got yeah. There's so many other movies of that level, even better than that. I still gotta see Beast. That's been on Peacock for a while now. <laughs> I gotta see that Beast. <laughs> Idris Elba versus Lion. Yeah, that that, that, that has a better. Reputation than 65 does. Uh, average rating 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds right for a screen movie. Um, and then uh, 65 made, well, first off, Creed 3 is at number two, made $27.2 million, so it only declined 53%. That's really good. Not bad. And a uh, total of $101 million. Good job. And then uh, 65 
blah 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 made sixty five dollars. Wow. All right. Wow, they, it's like it's like they knew. <laughs> Uh, twelve point three million dollars on a forty-five million dollar budget. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, see a C plus cinema score. That's not good. Them CG dinosaurs are expensive, bro. They are expensive. So and, is and the driver. And in the trailer, they, they didn't look terrible. Uh, he, he is expensive too. A fully rendered Adam Driver. You know how much it costs. <laughs> Uh, Cocaine Bear round at the top five with six million dollars. It's made fifty one million so far. <laughs> not bad, not bad for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Ant Man almost at two hundred million. Um, so we didn't go to movies this weekend. I think what's next weekend? Next weekend is uh something. It is something. It, yes, correct. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week. But for now, uh, Last of Us episode eight. Yes, penultimate episode. Uh-huh. Uh, good episode. Yeah, a good one. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Side yeah. side quest, side mission, however you want to call it. Where well, you, not. I guess it's part of the storyline. Where not, she, not side quest. Is just, so she's I, looking for medicine and well, she runs well, the cannibal camp. Well, because I watched the the after episode thing too. Mm-hmm. So apparently, in the video game, like that, all this happens in the video game. Mm-hmm. Like that, this whole sequence, it's yeah. all it's all you know, video game stuff, and yeah. this is. The first time in the video game where, like, you actually play as Ellie. I, I felt that. I was like, I bet you in the game this happens. where And she's running around with a gun. Yeah. I bet you, you you take over at this point in the game. Yeah. Which would be, like, as a game, as a player, at this point, probably hours into it. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're the other character. It's like, whoa. It's a, well, it's, a, it's a jarring experience. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Fun. Yeah. So, and this episode, it, I mean, well, we've done other a, ones, though, before. But well, this is her. also, I mean, this is her episode. Like, the, the entire time you're watching this and... You, and even the way like it all plays out, mm-hmm. like you, you think Joel's going to be there at the end yeah. and he's going to be fucking hero. Joel, he's going to come save the day. He's going to murder everybody. Yeah. And Ellie saves herself. She has to save herself. <laughs> yeah. That's survival. She has to save herself. Yeah. That's crazy. And then they hug. And he's like, I got you, baby girl. Uh, like, Oh, uh, the, the emotional pull. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Of course. For, it, yep. It's over for him. Yep. Um, yes. Great episode. Uh, Tonight's the last one going head to head against the uh, the Oscars, which is interesting that they didn't put I out mean, early. I've like, I've been watching these episodes like like a couple days afterwards. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch this one live, or it's all gonna get ruined. So it'll be yeah, or else you're gonna <laughs> be we're online. You'll just see a headline article. Yeah, like fuck. It's like God damn it. I didn't, like I didn't. Own, I don't need to know everything ahead of time. You fucking idiots. Yes, I wonder how many people are going to tune in live. The, the, rate, the ratings are getting better and better. They've been going up by like almost a million to two million people a week for in terms of like live watchers. Uh, and conversely, the Oscar ratings have like just absolutely plummeted for the last five, ten years to to, to record lows. Well, I mean, how do you even watch the Oscars live? Uh, all the ways everyone else does it. Cable TV, YouTube TV Live, which I subscribed to yesterday and will cancel tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Hulu TV Live, any any of those services. Oh, so if they have a live TV service, yeah, if you have okay. a live TV service that gets to those channels, typically <coughs> it's something that's going to cost like fifty or sixty dollars a month. You know, I I have Sling TV, which is only thirty dollars a month, but doesn't have uh, ABC on it. I think okay. uh, the version I have doesn't anyway. So I have to. I did this last year. Subscribe to something. Yesterday I did it last night. I canceled tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's how you got to do that shit. So that's another thing, too. Like, the uh, just that even available audience is getting smaller. But then again, the Super Bowl just had, like, record ratings. Okay. 112 million people watched it. If you say so. I do say so. Because that's what the internet told me. Okay. Um, always got to believe the internet. In everything. 
and everything, especially in 2023. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's possible that The Last of Us se- season finale gets a higher rating than the Oscars, which would be like 10 years ago, unheard of. Unheard of. You even put something like The Soprano season finale against the Oscars. The Oscars will be getting 40, 50, 60 million to people now this year. And now it's just hilarious. It might be 10 million, maybe. If, oh, wow. It's wild. It's wild. Um, Come on. I, I want Pedro Pascal to beat out the Oscars. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Although, if he's going be, to be at the Oscars, would he just be beating himself? Oh, <laughs> in, in the face. What are you hitting yourself for? What are you putting yourself for? Yeah, this should make him a presenter, even though he doesn't have any movies on right now. He's a TV guy at the moment. Um, well, he, he, well, he did he, the Nick he, Cage movie. I was about to say, he did that Nick Cage and, movie. And that's a hot meme right now, him and Nick Cage go, driving uh, in their faces. I see it over and over and over. Um, oh, that was my face. The, uh, it'll be interesting, for sure. Now, the, my thing that I'm thinking is um, uh, The uh, Last of Us will be available to watch for a while. You know, oh I, yeah. I don't have to watch it tonight. I, oh, even, no. I don't even have to watch it right when it airs. I could I could watch it at midnight if I wanted to. I'm not gonna I'll be way too tired. Um the Oscars, meanwhile, it's really my one shot to watch it live. If something crazy happens, I'll, I'll surely I'll see the clip the next day. Everyone a lot of people saw the slap on Monday. Yeah. But it's different when you're sitting there on the couch. Will Smith oh, goes up shit. there, slaps in the face, and you're like, and you start debating. No, that was a skit. The other person's like, no, that was real. No, I don't think that was real. You get on Twitter, people are tweeting about it. Like, what the fuck was that? You all decipher it together. It's an exciting thing. And uh, the Oscars, lately, they've been tending to have at least one moment that's like, what? did Warren Beatty just announce the wrong movie for Best Picture? Yes. That was crazy. Yes, he did. Uh, set up the Oscars for uh, Chadwick Boseman, posthumously, to get the Best Actor as the last moment of the show, and it goes to Anthony Hopkins for The Father, which no one's seen. Oh, my God. And then he's not even there. Someone's like, uh, Mr. Hopkins could not attend tonight's ceremony. Because he's an old man and he's asleep. Because he's an old man. It's 5 a.m. in London. Uh, have a good night, everyone. That was the Oscars. And everyone in the theater is like, what? <laughs> what the hell? What? It's so funny, man. The Oscars are crazy. Um, we'll see what happens this year. Maybe nothing. Jimmy Kimmel will give another boring boring performance that's why they keep bringing him back you know why because no one's going up on stage to slap jimmy kimmel nope he's very mediocre he's very mediocre he's on tv every night people like him Ugh. no one does anyone love him besides his mama how do they even think his mom loves him he, well his mom, probably, his mom probably just likes him too his mom loves the house that she bought that he bought for her. <laughs> surely <laughs> probably just likes him i put up with him he's fine i love my child but he's okay <laughs> his mother's love um, yeah, Last of Us is good. We'll talk about the season finale next week. Spoiler alert. Uh, Mando, Ep 2, you say you didn't watch it? Nope. It's fine. It, it's fine. These first couple episodes have been a little, okay. They've been a little underwhelming. Okay. Not to say that nothing's happening in them. They're still, like, interesting. The second one actually has a very interesting sort of, like, main monster type thing. Like, did do sort of a monster of the week. It has a weird... Uh, yeah, alligator turtle was pretty cool last week. Alligator turtle's cool. This week it has like a thing that's sort of like a, at the risk of sort of being a fun spoiler, uh, sort of a Krang type of situation. Okay. Like little bio guy inside of a big mech suit. Okay. Uh, it turns into a fun, interesting action sequence. Um, interesting how the, the sub of the thing with him going to Mandalore and, and, the, and going to the water, it almost set it up to make it seem like that was the season-long arc. Mando looking for redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all resolved pretty much at the end of episode two. <laughs> okay. So, I'm like, so what's this? Wait, so what's this show about this, this season? I don't, know. Like, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, 
and then you know dark saber actions on yeah. it it's giving you a lot of things that you want i feel it's the as opposed to andor one of the things that a lot of people liked about andor is how on Star Wars it is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In this episode right away you got he's taking off in the ship and this firework is going off and who's the one that's the lady the strangers with candy lady yeah. and she's the mechanic. Mm-hmm. She's like may the force be with you. Yeah, you know it, it's like yeah, it's all Star Wars. we're back to being as, <laughs> as Star Warsy as we can be. And I'm fine with that. I think it's I think it's cute but it's a different vibe. You know what I did realize though watching this episode uh, I, I'm, I still like the show. I enjoy season two but even more We've been getting away from what I enjoyed so much about the first episode, which is the whole uh, baby carton Hades shit. You know, I, I was about to say the wolf of cub. Yeah, <laughs> fucking goddamn bounty hunter going through the, the wild west with, with a, a baby kid. with a kid, <laughs> and, then, and then killing gas and fools. Um, and you still sort of get that, but um, uh, it's different now. Now there's all this other lore stuff that's happening, and working out all this boat. We're bringing in all this uh, rebels stuff, all the animated stuff, and the Clone Wars. I no. guess right, all that's being uh, pulled in which is interesting uh, you know to see like new these to us new characters new things that we're not watching the cartoons but people who I've been watching to them it's like oh shit you know space whale you time know? to nerd out exactly and um, kind of for Disney it's sort of best of both worlds in that way but uh, I don't know it's just eh, it's okay remember Chris I'm, at this point I'm really just in it for the puppetry just remember Chris Star Wars is for kids for, uh, yes mm-hmm which is why Andor is so perplexing. Yeah, well, well, and even when Mandalorian deviates to some darker themes and whatnot, it's which always is, like, yeah, 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 which is fun. But then also they did that in Empire when he goes into the cave and he cuts off yeah, Vader's for, head and well, his own for, face for the one fucking goddamn movie. Yeah, well, the one movie, yeah, and then they're like, oh wait, toys and, and Jedi. They went, they overcorrected no. for Jedi. Um, but yeah, no, that exists in the prequel that exists with the with. Ep- episode three and Darth Maul. Yeah. And I'll say episode three, Hayden just being bad the whole movie and then finally turning at the end. He's burning. Ugh. You know, that's that's gross. But it's gross for kids. Gross. Yeah. You know? Um what was I watching? I was watching something. I was watching this thing. Maybe you this is the type of thing that you may, may have talked about on the show like two years ago and then mm-hmm. I just forgot about it. Oat Studios? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. As I was watching this, I was like, <laughs> I bet you Drew told me about this. I did. A while ago. <laughs> A while. Yes, because it's two years old. Um and even then, the shorts are from like 2017. Yeah, uh, the one with Weaver is pretty cool. Th- that's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one. That one. And what's the other one that's similar? The um, that's like sort of an invasion type of thing. Mm-hmm. Living in an invasion. Those are the best ones. Um, but then the yeah, the Neil Blomkamp short Oat Studios. It was um, why did I bring that? Because it was making me think of uh, with a thing in the present. Anyway, I watched it. That was pretty cool. That was good. That was good. Yeah. And also, I watched it. I knew truth. <laughs> he must have told me about this. Yeah, uh-huh. I did. <laughs> This is right up his goddamn alley. Um, Mando's gonna like Mando. Uh, Let me see. What am I? Okay, so movies. Um, I did. I caught up with my Oscar week. I had Mm -hmm. to watch all the movies I hadn't watched yet that were on the Oscars. So, funny thing happened as I was pulling up on Amazon to rent women talking. uh, I like I hit rent, and then as it was like circling a thing popped up and it said come into prime in three hours and 20 minutes fuck <laughs> i was like what i look at my watch and it's like it's 8 30 oh shit <laughs> it's coming up tonight so i canceled it i just canceled it the next day it came out for five days five days only on amazon prime and then it'll come back later yeah. um you know e- eventually so i watched women talking pretty good 
uh, I did read the book, and and I remember reading the book. The whole the premise of it is that it's a Mennonite village, and um, the the men in the village are raping the women in in their sleep, and it's become an epidemic. Uh, and finally, one one of them guys got caught. He pointed out some of the other people that did it, and then the, they got attacked. I don't even know how deep you go into this movie. It's a lot of voiceover, um, but for the men's safety. The, the perpetrator safety, the men took him into the city so the police could hold him in jail. They essentially turned him in to get him away from the women because so the women wouldn't fucking kill yeah. them. Uh, so while all the men, and then one day all the men were like, all right, we need to pull our resources and go and bail these guys out out of jail that we took him to. So since they're all gone, the women get together and they have a debate and they have a two-day debate. Do we stay and do nothing? Do we uh, fight or do we leave? Uh, and then it immediately is down to just two choices, uh, stay and fight or leave. Uh, so the whole movie is them debating this in the barn. Now, when I read the book, I remember reading the book and be like, this is really surprisingly tense and um, uh, you can feel the danger. Like any any page, I can turn the page and a man's going to show up. And that's the last thing we need, these women need is a fucking man. Um, and weirdly watching the movie, I never got that sense of tension. Never. Not once. Uh, it's all well done. The acting is good, and and there's great dialogue because it's a very well written book, and the great actors is involved, and the Claire Foy has a, actually Claire Foy and Rooney Mara are both in this, which is weird because they're both um, Elizabeth Salander, girl with the dragon tattoo, <laughs> and they're both in the movie. Um, they're both great in it. Uh, ben Wishaw plays like the one like cucky dude who he he got excommunicated and left once university, but then he came back to teach the kids. So he's like taking the minutes of the meeting. That's ostensibly what you're reading, I guess, when you're reading the book. Uh, and he's like every five minutes they cut to him, he's just crying. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I mean, was that character in the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, it's funny to think of the story of a man who, through a meeting of women, <laughs> learns to love himself or some shit. <laughs> frame it as the character as the main character but, but yeah it, he, there is one man in this movie um, that's an actual character uh, it's good I definitely I can see it being you know nominated and all that and getting acting awards and and, and whatnot. but maybe because I did expect more almost of a thrill not a thriller vibe but like a psychological like something like a little more intense yeah. in terms of you know this feels more proper yeah mm -hmm. you know yeah, actually you know what it felt like at times in a, in a very positive way it almost felt like i was watching a sort of um it felt in kinship with like some pt anderson movies a little coen brothers not to, it's a sarah Polly made movie not to like i need to compare this woman to men to understand <laughs> it but like that's a movie that's a vibe i was getting the score is by the lady who did the joker score okay. and it felt at first i was like this is a johnny greenwood and it felt very you know haunting mm -hmm. and uh and well done had a good score it's a good movie for sure despite Yo, people to hear the subject matters. I don't want to hear about women. I don't want to hear women talking. Well, like, guess what? <laughs> this one's actually pretty, pretty good. This time it's actually pretty good, guys. You may well, actually want to well, hear these women talk. I mean, talk. that's like that fucking Ridley Scott movie. I don't want to see this girl get raped three different times. Oh Jesus! Fuck. Yeah. No, that was just that's a little different. That's like come on. Especially the Adam Driver version <laughs> of the story. Three different points of view. God damn it! Yeah, it was like she was practically saying yes, and she's like, oh. <laughs> like well this is I, I still don't need to see even this version i don't need to see this is bad women talking uh my review online was women do be talking though i mean they do they do they do be talking dudes be talking too i mean that's, Fucking that, that's all this is dudes be talking hey dudes be talking hey you know what 
how come where's men talking where's my book men talking how come i don't have a movie called men talking huh because they're you're listening to two of them right now where are all the men <laughs> and how come i can't hear them talk over they, the sound of my own they are voice. everywhere and if you want to hear them talk ask them a question oh god please don't ask them any questions <laughs> please do not we beg you we beg you speaking of men i watched the fable mans fable mans fable mans that one i had to rent five bucks uh good as a matter of fact drew um Top five 2022 for me, re- revising my top 10. I mean, I get it. Do you know? Because you didn't see it. Well, for you, yeah, I do. It's a, it, it's a movie about making movies. It's a, it's a family yeah. movie. It's Spielberg. There are amazing actors. Like, it hits all of your points. It does hit a lot of those points. Now, the stuff about making <clears throat> the movie, surprisingly, not as much of the movie as I thought. Okay. I feel like the trailer under- missells the film. It's a two and a half hour film. Like, why is this movie two and a half hours long? Because the first like 40 minutes. No, well, the first 20 minutes is about him as a really young kid. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he sees this movie. He gets a train set. He films a train set. I'm a, I'm a movie maker. That's like 20, 30 minutes. Then it jump cuts to him as a teenager. Most of the movies him as a teenager. This kid is a, a no name kid who is actually very good. Whoever okay. is the guy that plays him. Sammy is his name. Sam. Um, and uh, and then so then that section of the movie is in two parts Arizona and Northern California Arizona is him with his Boy Scout troop and they're making movies and he's sort of like figuring all that shit out but I swear the trailer makes it seem like it's um, his dad doesn't want to make movies his mom wants to, to encourage him and then he makes movies that's what the trailer yeah. made it seem like yeah so that's what the trailer says right. the movie is his dad is like it's a hobby but his dad is also like on set helping him and he's at okay. all and he goes to all his little screenings yeah. and, he, and he supports him the full totally. way through yeah. and at one point he's like maybe I should have put my foot down sooner but I didn't and now this is just the road we're down the movie is about uh, his best friend the dad's best friend Seth Rogen's character and how he's always with the family and how Sam is the first to realize that he's stooping the mom <laughs> yes and his family falls apart all around him Movies about a family just falling apart because the dad's best friend stooping the mom. Stooping the mom. Actually, I don't, know, I don't know if they actually. She at one point she's like, we we haven't done anything, but they're, they're clearly <laughs> they are clearly in love with each other, and and the movie is explicitly about that, you know, and how that affects the family, and then also how the dad, who is apparently some sort of computer genius, keeps taking jobs that's moving the family around. That's why they go to Arizona. Then they have to go back to Northern California, and then that section of the movie then it becomes a. Almost a, it's like a fish out of water in terms of a Jewish family in an area where the nearest Jewish family is hundreds of miles away. So uh, they're sticking out like that. He has to go to school with all this fucking the, the dirtbag uh, anti-Semite kids, all these white kids, these waspy kids. And um, and he puts the camera, he doesn't even make movies for like the last third of the movie because he, he's moving on. He's trying to do other stuff. It's a fascinating portrait. <laughs> it's actually very, very good. Um, and then I'll say this. The final scene in the movie and uh, the final shot of the film, maybe the best final scene and final shot of 2022 up there with the ending of Tar, I think. Okay. It's so good. I was like, I would sit by myself on the couch and when it ended, I was like, wow. I said out loud to no one, wow. <laughs> I was like, this movie's good. It's I, Spielberg. I was, Come on. But I was still shocked by how much I liked it. I mean, I couldn't get through West Side Story. It yeah. was That movie was infuriating me. Um, I've seen like, you know, War Horse. I'll never rewatch War Horse. Uh, Lincoln did surprise me with 
on a rewatch. I, I, like, I fell asleep during like that. That's a thing. I, can't, I cannot believe that. I, I, try, I wanted to watch you're that a, fucking movie. You're a history guy. I'm a history guy. I'm a Daniel Day-Lewis guy. Right. I'm a Spielberg guy. I'm, it hits all the marks. And it's, it's right through. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, you know what? I could use a nap. And I, and I put it on whatever service it was on. And then like halfway into the movie, I'm sitting like, intently watching this thing that I've already seen. Oh, Lincoln's going to tell another story. I'm like, yes. <laughs> tell me another long story, Mr. Lincoln. And he's like, well, let me tell you. He's got the high-pitched <laughs> voice. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, this is his best movie. I meant to look up his filmography. This is his best movie in a while, I feel like. Um, in, I like it better than Bridge of Spies. I like it better no, than The Post. Okay. Post was fine. Um, I definitely like it better than the fucking the BFG. BFG. Yeah, exactly. The big fucking giant. Oh, oh Mark Rylance. Oh. Yeah, that never, mo- I actually never saw that. That movie kind of stunk. That's okay. like that's like hook level Spielberg. Yeah, You're like oh boy, no man. Misapplication of his powers. I, I have Hook was such a weird like it. It, it feels like a drug fueled fever dream for Spielberg. Yeah, for sure. So it is. <laughs> so it is because he didn't know what he was doing. He admits now he's like I didn't know what I was doing with that movie. So it's just like just coming up with shit. <laughs> Bonkers, dude. Uh, I like it better than Ready Player One. Oh wow! I mean, I think that's the last Spielberg movie that I actually enjoyed. But still, the book was so much better. And that was already four years ago. Um, yeah, this is like I think this is this is top shelf Spielberg, and it's because it's his first movie where he's taking all this shit that he's been dealing with in so many films, his broken family, his divorced parents, and the anger he felt towards his parents. And um, he's just doing it, and now he's finally doing it. Apparently, there were multiple times on set when he ended up crying, just be like seeing some things and the memories he was bringing up, and he was like really working some stuff out. And it and it it's good art. It's damn good art. I gotta say, I'm impressed. It's art. It's stupid to say Sp- Steven Spielberg impressed me in 2023. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> when Are I was we... done, I was like, wow, this is a good movie. He still got it. He's, he's... <laughs> Dude still got it. That's for sure. Then I watched Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. That's on Hulu. So you can just watch that. Yeah. Also, two two and a half hours long. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? You think I don't have shit to do with my <laughs> lives? Actually, I don't. I just, <laughs> I just need more time to watch more movies, really, is all I need. I took a bullet for the team. And you saw the schism? And I saw the schism. <laughs> you saw the schism? <laughs> I did indeed see the schism. Yeah. It's the schism in the DC universe that's breaking right in front of us. <laughs> the first of four movies, apparently, where the schism breaks. Uh, I saw the Shazam! Exclamation point, Fury of the Gads. Oh, uh-huh. my goodness. And uh, are, 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 are Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren godlike? They are godlike. Okay. They are quite godlike. Uh, fun seeing them just you know ham it up and read dialogue <laughs> good <Yeah>. for them <laughs> good for them playing some villains and cashing some ch- cashing some checks it's genuinely nice to see them like in a movie and in a decent amount of it too at one point Helen Mirren gets to throw around uh, uh, not a it's not Shazam who does he fight one of the other Shazams the blue Shazam I don't does, know. does Helen Mirren react to the Fast and Furious reference seeing how no. she's in the franchise no and it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like they didn't cut it out it's in the movie oh no <laughs> they did cut out the line uh, I just threw a car at a dragon I love my they, they yeah. cut that out even in the trailer I was like this is awful <laughs> uh, okay so you know we saw that trailer a thousand times a bit, yeah and now I'm just I am just now thankful just that, that tra- I don't have to see the trailer, trailer anymore. anymore exactly You've seen it a thousand times. And uh, saw the first Shazam, and I like it. It's charming. It was all right. It was fine. Mark Strong's in it. You know, when it was over, I was like, 
hey, maybe DC can make an okay movie. We were at that point. We we're like, maybe they can make an okay movie. <laughs> um, so when the trailers like didn't look that good, I was like, hey, I mean, God, why? Yeah, I, know? I, I, I chose no, Chris. and you chose no. I chose no. You weren't alone. <laughs> Marissa also said you were on your own, sir. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shazam. <laughs> no, no, no. She saw black shazam. Good enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did she actually? No, I can't remember. Yeah, I saw the Rocket Shazam. That was that's the best I'm gonna get. We saw Black Shazam. That was definitely oh boy, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is a better movie. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, now that I just put the two of them side by side, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, this may be kind of spoilery. I don't know how people may think care. about this. I know you don't care. You definitely don't care. Uh, but for people listening, if you happen to care about Shazam spoilers, maybe skip ahead 10 minutes. But uh, there's some certain... I do want to talk about the few things I did like, because I do think that low expectations yeah. tend to make the stake look bigger. Okay. Does that work? Low expectations make the tend to make the steak a little tastier. I looked at that steak, I was like, that steak looks like an overcooked piece of shit. And then I took a taste of it, and I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I'll eat the steak. I ain't happy about it, but I'll eat the steak. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the movie is about a, 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 a... Oh, here's another. As I'm watching the movie, like what the movie is about emotionally is, you know, Billy Batson, he's five, a few months away from turning 18, Um so then he has to decide, like, it's, he's at a point, does he move out of the house? He doesn't want to leave the house because since he's a foster kid, this foster family is the first time he had a, quote, family, like a real family. Yeah. So he's dealing with that. He's dealing with um, the older member of that the foster kid, the one who's already aged up but still lives with them. She wants to go to college. She wants to, you know, essentially leave, leave yeah. the house. Uh, his best friend, the guy uh, Freddy, the, uh, the 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 crapple, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. What, 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 Holy Crappy is a crapple. Holy Crappy is a crapple. This guy, what's uh, Jonathan Glazer or something? Another charming performance from this dude. Uh, he, you know, he wants to. He feels like his boy Billy's sort of smothering him as an older brother type of figure, and he wants to. You know, he's meeting a girl, and and as a superhero, he wants to do things on his own. Whereas Billy Batson wants the, everyone to be together the whole time, so he's afraid of being abandoned again, and. Uh, there was a point where I was watching the movie and he's talking to the the, the like the sort of sister character. And uh, I was like, I kind of want to see like a short term 12 sort of movie about Billy Batson, like just in the system and struggling with this transitional part of his life and, and abandonment issues. And then he just happens to be Shazam. I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> is get all that other Shazam stuff out of here. I don't need that stuff. I'm now a funny old dumb man who's like, I hey, just give me a nice emotional story of characters. I don't need the zapping and the lightning and the and the, the what's the MacGuffin of this one? The MacGuffin is. Um, not even what is it even they got they want to get a, a something I mean, there's, there's a dragon there's a dragon <laughs> it's made out of wood okay kind of a cool design also this detail where the but, dragon but very flammable very flammable yeah no you would think it's a flawed design they actually at one point i think shazam points it out he was like it seems like a, a, a yeah. design flaw but whatever it's movie saw some cute moments the um Oh, it's see when you can't sum up the movie very well in terms of the MacGuffin and all that shit, then you're in trouble because all that stuff about him being abandoned and struggling to keep his family together and while they're growing, that gets abandoned. As then they get into the whole thing with the daughters of Atlas, who that's uh, Lucy Liu okay. and Helen Mirren, and they're uh, when Shazam broke the, that staff mm-hmm. at the end of the last movie. Apparently, that broke the barrier between worlds and now allowed these gods to enter the human realm again. And uh, what they want to do is they want to take the staff, they're going to fix it, and they're going to use that to, um, they want to resurrect 
their god world or something but one of them decides no we're actually gonna do it here on earth and like terraform earth and fuck up the humans and shit so then there's a little strife anyway very confusing to try to explain all this mm-hmm. it's nonsense and we have to stop all the stuff with billy batson and his family and his emotions for, and the, for the superhero stuff for all the superhero stuff and then like at the end of the movie then all of a sudden they start wrapping up all that stuff and then they go back to the family stuff but they just wrap that up and i was like oh yeah there was that too no it was it's it feels like there's two movies that are in there and they're incongruous in a way it's strange they did you i wanted it to be better i want every movie to be better god damn it it's my time I'm dealing with here. It's my life. Losing it two hours at a time. Um, so it's strange how the, the plot uh, really is janky and, and doesn't come together in, in, in a great way. Now, these I did like in the movie. There are still some good jokes. Uh, for people who did see the first one, there's like a headless Superman cameo at the end where they couldn't get Henry Cavill, so they just had a guy in the Superman yeah. suit. Mm-hmm. So they made fun of that in this one where they had Billy Batson dreaming. It turns out it's a dream sequence, although it's pretty obvious right away, where uh, he's having a dinner with Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman gets up from He's like, I can't. We can't hook up. We can't do this. So Wonder Woman gets up from the table and leaves, and she's constantly from the neck down. Mm-hmm. So the whole time you're wondering, are they going to show her face? What are they going to do? Are they going to show her face? Mm-hmm. When they finally do, like, the camera comes around, and we show her face, it's Jimon Hansu's character, the uh, the wizard. Yeah. He uses that dream to, like, telepathically link with Billy Batson and give him a warning. But it's his face on, like, a woman's body. So it's like a skinny white woman with crazy CG. Like, it's so funny. It's a wild-looking image. Like, camp, classic, amazing. It was very funny. Jimon Hansu is actually pretty fantastic in this film. But when is he not? Like, I mean, yeah. He's, he's always been solid. That, yeah, that, that's just great casting. That's that's good taste in castings. That part was funny. And then, and then I have no problem throwing this out there because... Uh, apparently Warner Brothers didn't either when they put it in all the TV commercials. They totally blew this weird little cameo. And they're like, no one's going to go see our movie, which no one did. It only made $30 million this weekend. Uh, the uh, They're like, no one's going to see this. We have to ruin, we have to pretty much put the cameo out there to trick people into coming to see this. Uh, Wonder Woman does end up showing up in the movie oh, okay. at, at the very end for one scene uh, to just do a stupid thing. Yeah. And uh, and the whole time I'm watching a scene, I was like, "Are they on the same set?" <laughs> like, I, I feel like she doesn't. More than likely, not. Chris. It, it feels like no. It feels like they shot the the people in one scene, and then Gal Gadot was like in fucking France doing something else, and they dressed her up for a day and shot her shit. Um, that, that mean I don't know. Maybe movie magic, <laughs> movie magic. Mm-hmm. But there's a weird Wonder Woman cameo at the end. It's like oh, okay. Um, now this movie does have the best. Uh, uh, Amazing uh, joke about unicorns. Okay. Which also ties into a weird, one of the most craziest pieces of product placement I've ever seen, where uh, we we practically saw a commercial, like a movie just stopped and did a commercial, Um, but it's still tied into like the little machinations of their movie. I will explain. (laughs) When I I ask you to think of a Skittles commercial, what do you think? Lately, last 10 years. I mean... What's their motif for, for commercials, for Skittles, uh, style-wise? Uh, crazy weird. Crazy weird. Weird jokes. Yeah. non like, like Tim and Eric shit. Tim and Eric type shit. Yes, okay. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if they were actually the ones behind the, all of that, because they do commercial work. Oh, yeah, it's actually very true. That's how they, <laughs> that's how they make their money. Yeah. Those guys, it's very possible. that They do the Old Spice commercials. Yeah, uh-huh. All those weird ones? Yeah, yeah, that was all them. Okay. Fucking geniuses. Can you imagine a Skittles commercial where um, uh, 
uh, these children are looking up uh, all these beasts, all these Greek beasts, and they're like, what can kill these beasts? And they're like, well, the king of beasts. And like, what's the king of beasts? The unicorn. It's almost like not the dreaded unicorn. Uh, uh, what, what can what can uh, t- what 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 can tame a unicorn? Oh, ambrosia is the only thing they like. The nectar of the gods. And then this little cute little black girl is like, oh, I, I, I we can we we got this, no problem. She has she says no fear of the dreaded unicorn. And then the unicorn, they find it and it's birthed out of a sack and it's all black with milky gray dead <laughs> eyes and a huge black horn and it's stomping on the ground and stuff's dripping off it and then it charges at the children. And then uh, just as it's about to like skewer this little girl, she reaches her pocket and throws Skittles in the air in slow motion. And then it stops and it eats the Skittles and then it's super sweet. And then the girl rides this death beast of unicorn as its champion. Thanks to Skittles. And then it says Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. And she <laughs> and then she says to the unicorn, taste the rainbow. Doesn't that seem like a Skittles commercial to you on TV? Because yes. that's what happened in this movie. Yeah. Okay. That's so, what happened so, in this movie. So, so, so Skittles put up some money. Skittles put up some money. For Shazam. It became a full-on plot device in terms of how do you tame the unicorn well, so that I mean, they can fight all the cyclopses and griffins listen. that are in the street. Also, by the way, Drew, this movie has a scene where a bunch of cyclopses and griffins and other Greek beasts uh, are birthed out of sacks and attacked the town of Philadelphia. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time that there's been straight up like plot machination mm-hmm. product placement right before I right mean, I, th- I felt e. like this bro et e. <laughs> e. goddamn Reese's pieces goddamn <laughs> Eminem's was like we don't want we don't want nothing to do with your movie and Reese's, morons Reese's pieces were like we want in we want in baby the guy who made Jaws close encounters we want in um, yeah it's like that level of product placement I was like wow so well done slow motion shot skittles in the air <laughs> Unicorn looks incredible. It's a scary, fucking awesome unicorn. And then there's a whole bunch of them. And you see unicorns with their horns skewer like uh, these CG monsters that are rampaging That's in the streets. Cool. It's cool. There was a generally cool scene of like beasts and Greek uh, monsters and unicorns. Um, it's worth like YouTubing when it <laughs> when it gets on YouTube. When, when you can when people start hacking this stuff and put it on YouTube in bits and pieces. Oh well, well, yeah. Let me check out that unicorn scene Chris was talking about all that time. Oh yeah, this is actually kind of fun. This guy David F. Sandberg is a horror film director, and uh, it was like I remember that in the opening scene of this movie where the 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 daughters of Atlas show up in a museum to get the staff and and then they like. Uh, pretty much kill everyone in the room turn around the statues and shit and it's done in a very dark intense way it's like oh yeah horror director that's what this guy should be doing not fun goofy not that it's movie not Shazam yeah not Shazam I understand the impulse but I read an interview where he said he's going back to James Wan and uh, he's producing his next movie is going to be a horror film and he's getting back into that game and I feel like that's going to be a good thing because that's for sure where his strengths lie and with uh uh uh, like the monsters and the, and the dread and all that. Like, if you let him go on that, I feel like he really turned out something good. Yeah. Um, this one, though, I don't know. It's just not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, mid credit scene is like, this is what you guys are planning? I don't know. Very confusing. First off, it was supposed to be. Um, it, what it is is. Shazam just hanging out at a rural gas station like zapping cans I don't know what he's doing and um, uh, uh, from Peacemaker Steve Agee and the blonde uh, James Gunn's wife whatever it is mm-hmm. they're walking through the woods and they're like they're like Waller wants this guy and like yeah I don't know we just gotta go recruit him or whatever and they go and they recruit him for the Justice Society 
Okay. And uh, and then they make a big joke how he's like, yes, I'll join the Justice League. And they're like, no, it's Justice Society. And it's like, why do you have two teams with Justice in the title? And like, let's come up with a different name. How about Avengers Society? It's very stupid. And then they just like walk away. Um, apparently, it was supposed to be characters from the Black Adam movie. I, I think it was supposed to have been probably uh, Hawkman and uh, I don't know the the Noah Centennial kid, giant molecule man. It probably was supposed something to be that. them showing up. Like we want you to join Justice Society, um, but they weren't available for whatever reason. And uh, the Peter Safran, the guy who now co-runs DC with James Gunn, he produced the first Shazam movie along with Peacemaker. So oh, it's okay. like, oh, we can we'll get you some Peacemaker guys at the last minute. Um, but they still kept the Justice Society part. Like, why would they be? It's silly, right? It's like they throwing together nonsense is what these fucking movies are. Yeah. Um, so anyway, for anyone wanting to know what the mid credit scene was, that was that. But then at first I was like, are they bringing him into Peacemaker? <laughs> like, that'd be weird. Like, is this a late thing that they shot late? And it turns out they, they shot this way before James Gunn took over at DC. So it's okay. just like a coincidence. Yeah. But it's like, is he going to show up on HBO? That would be. That'd be weird. That would be weird. Because he doesn't, the character, this character does not doesn't belong, fit. Does not belong in Peacemaker. This character doesn't even fit with the Black Adam universe. Like, there's yeah. no way these two characters would be in the same scene. Black Adam's like, I'm a serious guy, I'm all about magic. And and Zachary Levi's like, whoa, 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 I'm actually a kid in disguise. <laughs> Wink, look at me. It's, it's, so, it's such an mm-hmm. obvious, I don't know. It's, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, this movie has a 53% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Gotcha. But the average rating is what matters. Average rating five point eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, five out of ten. Two two point five out of ten. I give it two and a half thumbs up. How many eyes out of on the five fine, thumbs? How, how many eyes? Oh, on the I fine gave scale? it two eyes. Two eyes. Two on eyes on the fine scale. scale. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's got unicorns. It's got the coolest unicorns I've seen ever in a movie. It's fine. <laughs> but, it, but so much of it is like. <sighs> Oh, and it also does a thing where it's like, this movie has stakes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We're kidding. Never mind. Everything's back to normal. Of course. It's like, well, you know what? You guys could have actually made an interesting choice. And he decided, nope, we got to sell toys or something. Um, $30 million. Got to sell them comic books, bro. We got to sell them comic books. Are they selling comic books, though? I have no idea. I don't think they are. Oh, someone does call Shazam Captain Marvel at one point. Oh, okay. I mean, that was his original name. That was so, cute. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Because there's a whole running throughout the movie where... He's like, we don't have a name yet. We need to come up with a name. And at the very end, Jimon Hanzo tells him, your name is Shazam. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That, that would make sense. No. We should just be Shazam. Um, the uh, the first one opened to $53 million. And this one well, opened I to $30 mean, million, And this one costs like 50 to $70 million more to make. DC was still hot back then. DC was hotter. And were they coming off of Aquaman or was that coming up? Because Aquaman made a cool b- 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 billion dollars at the box that's office. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a movie that's not that good. It's not that good. And the rumors about Aquaman two being even worse. Mm-hmm. I'm actually now kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, a little kind of looking forward to it. Like, how can it be that? Ba- how can it be that bad? Oh, you're gonna find out, Chris. I mean, we sat through uh, Morbius. No, oh. it's Morbin time. It's Morbius o'clock. Who's Ven- buying? I watched two Venom movies. Voluntarily. <laughs> well, like, what's that? Was there by Andy Circus? I mean, maybe. I think I like the scene where he goes to the rave. It's pretty funny. And then he's, <laughs> and he's just like walking around with a glow stick necklace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. 
He's like not doing anything. Hey, what's up? And he's just, just like talking into a microphone. Like, okay. And it goes on for like 10 minutes, I feels like. This is a whole section of this movie. And he's like sad afterwards. Like, I can't, I can't. Those movies only devolve when they become like when they start fighting another Venom like thing and then it's all just a bunch of blobby shit or whatever. What that movie had going for it was wasn't it like 45 minutes long or something? <laughs> that was a short movie. I like that. <laughs> it was incredibly short. Shazam, $3 million opening weekend. Scream, six, $76 million in its second week. Good for them. Creed, $330 million after only three weeks. God damn. I find this funny. Number six, Cocaine Bear. It's made $60 million so far. Number Dude, seven. Cocaine Bear was at the Oscars. Cocaine Bear himself was at the Oscars. I can't believe they got him. I can't believe. This quote must have been unbelievable. Cocaine Bear was at the Oscars. $60 million at the box office in four weeks. Also in the same time frame, Jesus Revolution, $45 million at the box office. I mean, people love that Christian exploitation. People love Christian exploitation. And I'll tell you what, those two movies, are they, they're coming out right around sort of similar box office one of them costs a lot more than the other one I mean yeah cocaine bear cocaine I mean yeah one of those movies did not have a CG bear <laughs> in half of, I don't know maybe I don't know if it's all real Kelsey Grammer or maybe what they're doing with the mm. CG Grammar if, is he on cocaine does he have a cocaine budget notoriously Christian Kelsey Grammer the uh, Avatar Way of Water is still hanging in number nine Made $2 million this weekend. Puss in Boots. That shit's on Peacock, you guys. Made $1.5 million this weekend. People want to see it in theaters. Uh, you know what? Oh. A lot of it's in... You can tell the movie's in 3D now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, would it be worth seeing it in a theater? Only if you can see it in 3D. Because I remember watching it, and especially all the action shit, it's like, this was supposed to be thrilling in 3D. No. But I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm like... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Watch a cartoon. Watch a cartoon cat bounce around a lot. Let's get to the jokes. Uh, well, all right. Well, anyway, Shazam. Good for you guys. Good for you. Uh, Spoiler-free review of John Wick 4 will say, though, this movie does give you a definitive conclusion to the John Wick series. The John yes. Wick movies are done with now the fourth movie. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm very okay with it. I like that they're not... Uh, Gonna drag it on forever. I mean, it, it's it's all right. I'm sure when Keanu Reeves finally makes this Berserker movie, he'll just be like, "Oh yeah," just be like, "John Wick, guys, assemble!" It's like, yeah, it's, it's, and then it's gonna be just John Wick, but immortal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. so instead of like needing armor and like blocking everything, he just takes every fucking yeah. shot and c- continues on his just way. Just continues. <laughs> what, what what if John Wick, but with thousands of years of experience, and and he doesn't die. I mean, he does, but he comes back every time. Yeah, but then he just keeps coming back. <laughs> So technically, is he dying then? I don't know. Didn't the next, uh, like, book two, essentially, the next one come out? Yes, I have it. I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, fair, fair. No problem. No cool. problem. Um, yeah, that's going to be a fun. Berserker is going to be fun. But uh, Warrior, to talk about John Wick 4. I rewatched, as part of my media diet, John Wick's 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, on Thursday, I watched the first one, and then the other two on, on Friday. Fascinating to think about. I would and, and interesting that they didn't necessarily, you know, continue this with the fourth movie. But when you watch these movies so close together, you realize, oh, um, like everything that happens, well, everything that happens in the first movie happens within forty eight hours. Yes, he's he's on a grief killing rampage uh-huh. in that film. Uh, like in forty eight hours of his uh, of his wife's funeral. Yeah, his wife his wife 
he buries his wife on like Monday. On Tuesday, Alfie they, they Allen kill his kills his dog. <laughs> and on Wednesday, he's on a murder rampage. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday of that week, right? John Wick 2 picks up, uh, I'm pretty sure. Like right there. Friday. Yeah. And then he's doing shit Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> like That's that weekend. Yeah. If you just follow the timeline, the way they do it. Um, and then John Wick 3 happens, and then it, it, it's, you're like, I think, oh, it, it definitely John Wick 3 picks up right where the last one ends yeah, off, but, like, but, purposefully. But they do a lot of traveling in John Wick they do, 3. They do, where, some, where, they do some traveling. Where, like, you could be like, he okay, it's, it's been, like, two days. Yes. You, <laughs> it must have been. You don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's a point in, in John Wick 3, because now at this point, I'm like, I'm fascinated <laughs> by the how, timeline how, of these movies. Like, so, four movies in, what, like, two weeks? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing about the fourth movie. That's what I want to say. So in the third one, I'm like, yeah, Dirty Fudge. Like, it's kind of, I'm trying to piece together my head. And then uh, the lady who's like the auditor lady that's going around and, and giving everyone their penalties for their for what happened in the second movie. Um, the uh, <laughs> She goes, when she goes to Mark DeCascos' character and she's like, blah, blah, blah. Like he killed dozens of people in, in just the last week. And I was like, oh, she's confirming. It's only yeah. been a week. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. he's uh, an inclusive traveling the Halle Berry and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, this one then picks up. There's a definitely under, indeterminable amount of time between yes. the end of the third one and the fourth yes, there, one. There is a time skip. Because at the end of the third one, both Lawrence Fishburne's all cut up and, and John Wick fell off a building. They're yeah. both injured. This one. They're Wickish, both healed. They're both healed. Wickish training. Fishburne scars. Have he, like, he's got scars, oh. but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the bit weeks. So it's probably. I mean, scars like that to look like that. That takes like that I'm take talking like ninety days, at least a few months, right? Yeah. It's weird. So it's been a few months then, I guess. But then when this movie picks up, then then so still Chris, and movie within the movie itself is like a couple of days. Chris, probably. four movies in like, and we're just watching like the last four months. Yeah, the last four months. <laughs> the last four months of of, 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 of a timeline of what's been going on in this guy's fucking yeah. life. We saw one week of his life, and then we jumped forward a couple months, and then like another week we of get, his life. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. maybe four days, <laughs> maybe. It's so like he doesn't sleep. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't eat either. He doesn't use the bathroom. He definitely doesn't eat. Um, I did like how did they do it in the first movie too? Definitely in the second one, and at the beginning of the third one. Yeah, they do it in the second and third one where they show him um, getting getting his pills. The doctor's yeah. going. You're going to need this because you're going to be in pain, but this will give yeah. you the energy. Like before you do your thing, take two of these. Yeah. Your stitches will rip. It's going to hurt, but whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in this one, he doesn't really. There's no. There's no pill popping. Kind of. Kind of. What the he's drugs? He's healed. <laughs> he's healed. He's like no. I'm, I, not I for mean, long. When you're, not for too long. <laughs> I mean, when you're, you know, when it's been like, like, like you said, a week. He's on this fucking week long murder rampage. Yeah. Yeah. You're. You're. If you want to stay alive, you're gonna need some drugs. Definitely, <laughs> definitely need the drugs. And, and then after that, you can wean yourself off them and heal up. And you I know, guess so. yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he is looking kind of healthy. Also, his finger because he cuts off his yeah. finger at the third I one. It, the... It's healed over in this one. Yeah, yeah. No. So how long does that take? I don't know. That's gotta take a minute. Anyway, timeline aside, I think it's a pretty fun movie. I mean, yeah, that. I mean, these action scenes just get longer yeah. and longer and yeah. I'm like oh okay are we gonna go on no this is just continuing <laughs> yeah oh wow. no oh finally he beat the five guys in the room oh here ten more <laughs> exactly <laughs> just storming into the yep. room yeah and he's like oh more nunchucks oh the nunchucks oh that was that was a lot of fun I, 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 um, I think my favorite part of the nunchucks was the resting nunchucks 
when he had the, the, the ripped around the chain or what do you mean around his neck either or or his shoulder yeah. they're like they're just sitting there hanging like ready to be used he just walks, ah! yeah yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't he doesn't dispose of them after he uses them he, he hangs on to them yeah. for a while that is fun the, the moment where he has like the chain middle part wrapped around his fist and so it almost looks like a, he's holding a staff but he's not it's like, i've never seen that he's a nunchuck like that before that's, well, that's I, fascinating i mean uh, apparently that's like advanced nunchuckery i guess so there's nunchuckery 301 over here i mean I'm, 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 I'm watching teenage mutant I'm, turtles i'm sure they've got like you know professionals teaching him how to do this oh shit, for sure so. yeah. <laughs> yeah he looked good he looked good with the chucks 58 year old keanu reeves still moving around pretty great out there um He's fantastic. We all we all love us some Keanu. Also, another John John Wicky. Now having seen the three so close together and watching this one, uh, I love that there are certain now like John Wicky things that this movie does. The um, there's a dog. Yeah. Well, ever since well, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. always a dog. Well, yeah, but in now, all movies. But, but now there's a in the in the third, in the third one or fourth one. Now we, now we have attack dogs. Now there are we're attack like, dogs. Yeah. Now we have dog food. The, yeah, the dogs fight back in our movies and their sequels. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Um, I like that. Maybe it's like the spirit of the first dog, like yeah. going into the other ones and fighting alongside. Um, yeah, no. Maybe. No, you don't think so? No. no. Okay, never mind. Not a Marley and Me situation. No, or no. Dog's Purpose. You haven't no. seen that uh-uh. one? No. No. Okay. All right. no. That's fair. Imagine a crossover the John no Wick universe. Re- there's no dog reincarnation. If case. any movie should cross over, though, it should be a Dog's Purpose and John Wick. <laughs> For sure. The first dog dies, and then he's like, I'm with you, John. And he's jumping into other dogs. And he's I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting to get like a, uh, a homeward bound version of John Wick where we're following the assassin dogs. That, w- that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking to each other. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We gotta go help be, this motherfucker. Being all John Wicky. Yeah, and then we find out how John Wick like did the impossible task and everything. Oh, with the help of animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Disney style mice that like talk to each other, but they're ninjas. Ninja mice. Yeah, ninja Ninja squirrels. Ninja squirrels. They have thumbs. It's thumbs up. No. Thumbs up. Um definitely you gotta get some rats in there though. I mean Ratatouille showed us a rat can do anything. <laughs> so we can definitely I mean as long we, as they're controlling a human. Sure, okay. Well you're you're thinking of Rakukuni. <laughs> You're, you're thinking of Academy Award winning Rakakuni. No, I'm thinking of Ratatouille. You remember he was inside the hat? Yeah, there. that's right. He was inside the hat. Jerking and jerking around. There was also the douche. Did it to the to, to, to store manager yeah. in, in, uh-huh. in Sausage Barney. Correct. You are correct on that. That's a time-honored tradition of, of smaller things controlling larger. Like robot jocks. Puppetry. But, 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 yeah, puppets. Um, no confirmation that there is or isn't a small alien inside John Wick throughout these movies, so that's on the table. Yeah, could be Schrodinger's alien within within yeah, the John Wick. Could be yeah. like a little guy controlling yeah. him, Men in Black style. Yeah, uh, another I, one with a tiny alien. I, I was a big fan of Donnie Yen in this movie. He's fantastic, I, I, especially because it's the first time I've seen somebody in a film that's mm-hmm. a quote unquote blind assassin mm-hmm. just blindly shoot his gun and miss like an actual blind man would. Yeah, he's like, where's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's, around, he's around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like half the time, like there were a couple of scenes where like he was shooting where like where people weren't and I was yeah. like, I mean, he's blind. This makes sense. Yeah, it does make this sense. This is realistic. Yeah, at the, at the very least, he's like, oh, I shoot over here. At least I can hear them move or uh-huh. get a sense of where they might be. Yeah. Uh, that is true. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, when he actually hits people with his gun, I'm surprised. Yeah, it's like, well, I guess I guess he's going to get lucky. But yeah. I mean, he's good, well, he's, no, yeah. he's good enough to shoot in the direction of a sound. Yes. You know, targets are fairly big. We're talking about people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's 
surprisingly, uh, I'm even thinking about that, but that's true for being a blind assassin. I also like how he's not just like the bad guy. Like the Costco's when he was his characters brought in, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm the crazy assassin who's happy to try to kill John Wick. Mm-hmm. And this one, they made it more morally complicated. He's like, oh, he's an old friend of his. Well, it's not. It's not. That but it's, then he has a reason why he has to do it. Like everyone. Well, no, in this exactly. Universe. It's not that it's morally complicated. It's well, it, for him, it, it's ethically. Well, no, it's it's the job getting in the way. Not morally. That's what it is. Yeah, not morals. His morals. He's a killer. Yeah. Personal ethics with dealing with a friend. Yes. Yes. But it's, See, not, it's basically about it, very few friends. It's the job getting in the way. But when your job, job is murdering people, then yeah. you, when the job gets in the way, usually because someone's trying to murder you. Right. And then the consequence of not doing your job is more than just more getting murder. fired. Yeah. yeah. It's like other people getting murdered. It's like, oh, where, where does the murder cycle end? Uh, murder cycle. Isn't that a death clock song? The probably. probably right. The I'm, um, I'm thinking a bicycle with like chainsaw blades. Yeah, on it. exactly. I'm rolling around my murder cycle, killing waxing. I'm waxing fools on my murder <laughs> cycle. How does Lobo not drive a murder cycle? He's like because he's too busy. What's he saying? Frag? Frig? What's he saying? Frig? Frig? Yeah. <sighs> Can't wait for Jason Momoa. Like Jason Momoa would be a, a giant drunk space biker. He's gonna be a giant drunk space. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's pulling for it. He's like Aquaman is over. I need to do something else. It, it is Riddick style though, because he's the last of his kind. That's fun. I always like a last year kind. So uh, there are a lot of you know it's, and, it's like and, and Superman's likes, last of his kind, and he likes calling people Bastich. Bastich. He likes using he, he, these he, almost he, curse he, words. Mix them together. You push them together. Chris. Push them together, and you got a word that parents can't be mad at. <laughs> and we can sell it to kids. Lobo, last of his kind. Superman, last of his kind. Except then it turns out Supergirl is the thing. Yeah. Um, and Crypto the Superdog. And uh, is he from Krypton, though? I have no idea how that works. I do like Crypto. And uh, Martian Manhunter, last of his kind. DC riddled with uh, all these people are like, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman's like sad about his parents. Like, come on, Batman. Just your parents. These people lost their entire uh, Civilization. civilizations, planets. He's like, yeah, but they were killed in front of me. <laughs> they were killed in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I was a kid. I was a kid, though. We were just, and, I was, and I was filthy rich, we, so like I could do all this cool shit afterwards. I got all this shit. We saw an opera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to the opera anymore. I got PTSD. The uh, I was for the first man. How, so this movie is two hours and thirty eight minutes without credits. Yeah. For the first like hour and a half hour 40 minutes I'm enjoying the movie I'm into it a lot of great stuff Hiroyuki Sonata's and he's fantastic the person playing his daughter that character yeah who's that lady that lady she's good I don't have her name in front of me yeah I was like she should be in more movies she is a pop star Okay. she's like what if what if Katy Perry all of a sudden popped up in that type of like pop star yeah yeah um, her name is Rina Sawayama. I mean, a lot, a lot of these Asian pop stars, they basically go to like entertainment college. That's actually true. <laughs> it's like it's like it's, Ringling School over there. Yeah, but but it's more like boot camp. Like it's like I, I've seen some like the documentaries of like how they like the shit they go through, and it's like, like it's fucking intense, man. Yeah, yeah. Like this is your job. Take it seriously. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. She's uh, born nineteen ninety, Japanese British, actress and model, singer, actress, model, born in Japan, immigrated to London at the age of five. Uh labeled as a musical chameleon. Okay. 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 Yeah. She uh, is uh, making her film acting debut in this movie. All right. Wow. Well Wow, uh, what a debut. I wanna I 
more. See her in some more shit. <laughs> give, give us some more Rina Sawayama. Yeah, when she when uh, they're like the hotel's been attacked and she takes off her robe and she has like a full technical yeah. thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, she's gonna murder the fuck out of some people. Th- this movie made me laugh a bunch. I was like, this th- this shit is so fucking funny. It's so ridiculous. Um, oh, dude, dude, when we're back in like this weird Berlin club with a big old. Was, yep. was, was that Scott Atkins? Yes. <laughs> it was Scott Atkins. I just wanted they, to make sure. They put the penguin suit from the Batman on Scott Atkins. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Because I was like, this is this is dude in suit because there is no way a man that size can get his leg up that high. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Even with a dude in suit doing it, like imagine at, uh, Eddie Murphy in a clump suit, like all of a sudden doing Kung Fu. Like, God damn, God damn this is impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that's solely fucking uh, uh, okay. Ukrainian Ben Affleck or uh, British uh, Brit Fleck. I wanted to make sure that it was him. <laughs> it was totally, totally British but Ben it, Affleck. Hey, speaking part this time, so he's moving up in the world. No, he's uh, he's got himself a solid reputation I from mean, all when, his DTV stuff. I was about to say with yeah. all his B movies, he always talks, but yeah. whenever he's in an A movie, he's, he's always, always a, he's a henchman. He's a henchman. He's a silent. Hen- he's a henchman in Doctor Strange. He's head a henchman, henchman, but still a henchman. Still yes. a silent head henchman. <laughs> He's a silent henchman in uh, Expendables 2. I mean, technically, in this movie, he was a henchman, but he had speaking parts. No, he had a whole thing where he was like a plot point. Yeah. Where John Wick was like, I gotta go kill this guy, but he has this whole thing with this poker table. Where they play a hand. You, yeah. watch, you watch his characters play a hand of poker. I'm like, am I supposed to care about the about the cards as they're dealt? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that was so funny. That's so funny. The So I was going to say... Uh, yeah, a couple points I want to say. First off, so for the first hour and a half, I said, okay, yeah, this, this is good. First hour, two minutes, I'm like, two hours, I was like, I'm into this. And then, uh, and then there's a whole sequence where I won't say specifically what it is, but it's a, it's a one-to-one direct homage to the Warriors. Okay. Uh, when when he's like, get ready, boppers, you know. That, oh yeah, that whole uh-huh, sequence. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, I, I am now officially in love <laughs> with this fucking movie, and it was like an extended like thirty yeah. forty minute yeah. <laughs> warriors thing. Yeah. The only thing they didn't do is like have uh people dressed up in like specific Different gangs, costumes, yes, yeah. <laughs> costume gangs. <laughs> That's all. If they cut to like one but, gang of uh, like, but, oh, but but they were using d- different pieces on that giant board. Oh, I love so. the I love the board and the map and all that shit. Oh, it was so funny. I thought I, okay, so I thought it was, I enjoyed that. That made me fall in love with the movie. Um, and then I was thinking of, as I'm watching the movie, so I listened to this podcast called Two Old Queens. And okay. it's these two guys who are looking for the gayest movie ever made. I may have talked about this on the show before. A guest comes on and they bring a movie that they want to talk about. And then they use this very complex like scoring system to try to figure out how, how gay, gay is, is this movie. Yeah. It's a very funny show. I really enjoy it. And uh, every now and then they'll they'll have people come on who will bring on some like very straight movies, like action movies and oh. stuff from the eighties and nineties. And, and they'll be like, "It's so gay." <laughs> well, not that it's so gay. They do obviously always you can gay read. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Um, it is funny being like, "No, this movie is like Goodwill Hunting. This movie is straight as fuck. <laughs> this movie is so straight. It's so funny." Um, but there is a concept. That I enjoy. That's oh, I forgot who came up with it, but action movies like this—it's it, a uh, straight camp. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's 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 all absurd and ridiculous and over the top. But it's like what straight people will, will accept, mm-hmm. as opposed to like uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, or some shit yeah. like that, or John Waters movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Instead of John Waters movies, I'm watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. They're both still fucking ridiculous. Agreed. For but, different reasons. For different reasons. So uh, the John Wick is like when he. <laughs> 
the stairs. The stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, dude, dude. That, the stairs. That, that that's that's camp. I'm. Oh, I, I, like I'm surprised there wasn't a banana peel. Mm. <laughs> Might as well have been at that point. Like straight up. <laughs> so that's a crazy. So crazy. It's, it's uh, yeah. No, that, 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 that was yeah. That 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 was comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, oh my god. This this movie is, and it balances actually. This movie still also <laughs> has like a, a strong tinge of sadness throughout it because it is very mm-hmm. much about death and. And then you know with Lance like dying, and oh, yeah. seeing him in this movie, it's like oh another layer of like real life and art sort of you know intersecting yeah. in a way that's um, sad. Yeah. Um, so there's like there's a lot of that the humor within the ridiculous end pieces tied into all the the kind of sadness of the life of John Wick and everything and the consequence. This movie's all about consequences. Uh, I thought it was all like done very yeah. Very, very well. You yeah. know? There's no reason why this movie, these movies, should be this good. I think. You know. I mean, of course not. But mm-hmm. I'm thankful that they are. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm thankful that they cared enough. Yeah. They, I mean, apparently, I'm reading this just as he got here. I'm reading this Stahelski interview on Hollywood Reporter, and he cares enough about these movies to be like, um, you know, for a while they were going to do chapters four and five. They're going to shoot two movies back to back. And then uh, he said that after a while, him and Keanu, they both realized they had been part of franchises that had done that and that it's difficult. Really, what you're doing is you're just making one movie and you're cutting it in half. No. And he said that the reason the John Wick movies are getting better is because he does have a chance to learn more between movies. Mm-hmm. And if he did four and five back to back, then there wouldn't be a perceptible change between four yeah, and five. Because he wouldn't have done anything else or quote unquote learned anything. Exactly. He, he's like, he tells them, I'm not going to get magically better in the middle of this process. I need to make a movie stop, learn from that movie, and then, you know, continue to develop as a director. He said, I'm just not a good enough director. Um, so they cut the plan to do two, cut it down to one. And then as they wrote the story for the chapter four, they were kind of like, actually, we see how this thing sh- should be ending here. And then Lionsgate, obviously, they're like, no. <laughs> why are you? En- no. why, why are you ending? Why are you ending the John Wick series? Please no. I mean, this was this was a beautiful stream of money, and you yeah. just want to damn it up. <laughs> yeah, we, we we love this money you create. I mean, this art that you're creating. We love it so much. Um, what does he say? Um, uh, you know, but then eventually, not eventually, but he said Lionsgate kind of quickly got on board with what they wanted to do. I mean, um, it doesn't hurt that they're developing ballerina. Yeah. Uh, that'll be there's if, still a John Wickiverse. Yes, Ballerina there, and the Continental. There's yeah, gonna be a John Wickiverse. Th- th- there is an IP like this is just because you know the John Wick movies maybe over that says John Wick. Yes, there is just because there won't be a John Wick Chapter Five doesn't the, mean there won't the, be more John Wick movies. There is th- this universe yeah. created where yes. you know you can throw in you know whoever you want. Yep, and it, see if it sticks. And if it's the same or similar style and characterization and things like that, then people are going to be on board. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works because I, I was like talking to my parents today. I, I said, oh yeah, well, you know, they're doing, um, they're working on a limited series about the hotel. And my dad, who's not like a movie guy, he's like, oh, the Continental? I'm like, like, the fuck? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had the Continental. That's right. That's the name of the hotel. So, I mean, the icon- iconography is sticking with pop yeah. culture in a way. With the, da- like. with the dads of America. Well, and, and so is uh, so so is the style. I mean, before yeah. this movie, we got a fucking trailer from the producers of John Wick. Here's yeah, yeah. John Wick, Finland, 1941. Yeah. <laughs> Sisu. Sisu looks awesome. Dude, I want to see that fucking movie. <laughs> Sisu. Sisu looks really good. There are a couple of good trailers. That Polite Society one looked pretty good, too. The Indian girl yeah. wants to be a stuntman. I think she's Indian. 
uh, looks like sort of a kung fu hustle, like action comedy sort of thing. Um, yeah, they'll lean on that from the from a from a producer who brought you a John Wick sequel. <laughs> Comes this movie, uh, and then yeah, you know why Lionsgate is like we want more John Wick stuff because this is the fourth movie and it had the biggest opening weekend of the John Wick movies. Well, because it grew on people. I mean, even people who didn't see the first movie in theaters, they yep. probably saw this. Maybe this. Maybe they saw the second one and picked it up from there. Yes, and maybe people were hesitant. No, there's a third one. Maybe. Fourth, okay, you know what? I'll fucking I'll, all, all these yeah. John Wick movies are on HBO Max right now, so I'm gonna watch all those and then yes. we'll go see the new one. Yes, the uh, the third one when that one came out uh, it had good reviews. Also, people were like well, maybe I should be checking these John Wick movies. Yes, out. of course and, you should. Uh, it changed action for <laughs> fucking ever. My mom, my mom saw it with one of her friends because uh, uh, her friend suggested. Uh, she just want to see a Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, there's a Keanu Reeves movie. They had not seen John Wick's one or two. And they went and saw the third one. It made no sense. I'm sure. They're like, what so the crazy. hell? <laughs> they, they walked out. They're like, we don't know what's happening in this then. Oh, my God. It makes me laugh to think about that. Especially when I was starting John Wick 3 the other night. And then I thought about them going to see yeah. it. And I haven't seen the first Blind. two. And then the movie just starts Darts. with people trying to kill him. Like, what? <laughs> what is going on? They never explain these excommunicado. Nope. What does that mean? <laughs> All these women in, in oh, the pink outfits yeah. with the in like the call mm-hmm. center. Like, yeah. what is... <laughs> Are they going to explain this? Yeah, in the second movie. And the first one. <laughs> so funny. So, so funny. Um, I mean, the first one is the impetus behind everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and whatever development of John Wick happens in the first movie, in the first half hour of the first movie. You can't, you can't skip that. It's so funny. Uh, but the movies have been getting bigger grosses, getting better reviews. Um, Looking better. They getting do, getting they do, more neon. They do look get, Oh, my God. Get, the lights. Get, getting sillier with weapons. Yeah. Yes. Adding more weapons. Uh, actually, in Swords, this one, horses. 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 <laughs> in this one, uh, less glass breaking. I'm okay with that. There, there's an insane amount of glass breaking in the third one. Yeah. That was so funny. And well, like, we can't I, top that. We I gotta. mean, there, there, there was a lot of glass breaking in this one. It just wasn't the people that were breaking the glass. Yeah, no. It was a lot of shooting. It, in it the, was that, bullets. Yeah, no. In the, th- in the third one. It was people through glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I love the sound. It's so hysterical. Well, I mean, even in the third one, the fucking... Uh, when they come across all those knives, like that's fucking comedic as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that is straight they're, funny. They're fighting in a in a knife <laughs> an museum. Antique knife museum. <laughs> that made straight camp when he's just like, yeah, smash yeah. Them, grabbing the knives, throwing them at each other, and they're like blocking the knives and throwing knives, just throwing knives. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, it's hysterical. Um, John McFour made up nearly. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just money. It made money. There's no stat hey, here. It's um, Lionsgate's best opening weekend since uh, since 2020, since the pandemic and all that. So, well, it's a hit. It, it's it's a big old hit. I thought I had. Let me pull up the actual top ten. It's a good movie. Sh- Shazam dropped to number three. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, couldn't even couldn't even hang out for number two after uh, after opening just last week. Number one, oh, no, I'm sorry, number two, never mind. Uh, John Wick, chapter four, 73 and a half million. God damn, Shazam, nice. number two, 46 million. Scream, six, coming in number three with a total of 90 million. Well, you know what that means. I mean, Scream, seven. <laughs> Scream, eight. Scream, nine. I mean, if people are going to keep showing up. Creed, three, 140 million. God damn. 
All right, Creed 4. Uh, anyway. Oh, Avatar, coming in at number 10. $680 million domestic. I think that movie did pretty good. I mean, I mean it's all right for James Cameron, I guess. It's all right for James Cameron. <laughs> it's not bad. No, not $3 billion. It's okay. Uh, $137 million worldwide for for Mr. Wick. For Jonathan Wickard. Do you know that's full name? Jonathan Wickard. Wickard. Okay. Wick, Wickard. Or Wickham. Wickham? <laughs> I like Wickard. It's better. Wickard. <laughs> Jonathan Wickard. Listen, Jonathan. Yeah, Ian McShane should have called him Wickard at some point. Yeah, man. It's like, I mean, come on. What a, did the movie give you, not give you anything that you wanted? I mean, I gave you everything I wanted. All right, pretty much. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do prefer Ian McShane with a beard, though. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I prefer pretty much all people with a beard. Just, uh, just I'm on pro beard. Beards, beards look better. Um, one thing if uh, that kind of sad is having seen and watched them all so close, there is a lack of crossover with some of the actors. David Patrick oh. Kelly's in the first one, mm-hmm. not in the other ones. Nope. Um, who else isn't? Halle Berry being in the third one, you know, doesn't pop up again. Nope. Like, um, who else didn't come back? Um, Jason Manzukis didn't come back as the as the TikTok man. No. TikTok Mr. Wick. <laughs> Tapping his wrist. I was hoping to see some Manzukis. He didn't come back. No, because yeah. the, the only person that comes back is John. John, Fishburne, McShane, Reddick. No. Well, the four dies in the first one, so he can't no. be coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... I also like how all these movies are they're pretty open too about how uh John Wick isn't the ultimate badass is Bobby Yeager, but also he he, he needs help. <laughs> he gets help well, he, he, he gets help every step of the way. <laughs> say, not only does like he need help, but like he gets like hurt and like feels pain. Like he may be the Baba Yaga, oh, but yeah. he's still no. fucking human. He's <laughs> always he's always getting shot, he's bleeding, he's stumbling around. <laughs> yeah, he's always limping, he's limping through scenes. Uh, it's pretty great. And then we care about John Wick, so mm-hmm. all that works. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good movie. Good movie. Uh, as bueno. As bueno. Thumbs up ish. All the way. All I don't want to get sued. All the way. By RogerHuber.com. Uh, thumbs all the way. Thumbs all the way. Thumbs all the way. Sound <laughs> <laughs> machine's broken. The. Uh, yeah, good stuff, guys. Good stuff. A PFT Media Production.